Today on In Grace, we're going north to Alaska. We're taking a creation cruise to see God's beautiful creation. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and today on In Grace, we're going to Alaska. Yeah, <laughs> I've grown up always watching all these shows about Alaska and hearing about Alaska and reading about Alaska. And then one day my dad said, hey, Jim, do you wanna go up to Alaska? And we went together and we had a blast and we got to see the beautiful state of Alaska. The next time I went to Alaska was on a cruise and we took a bunch of our In Grace friends, our listeners, our viewers, our supporters, and we got on a Holland America ship and we had the most beautiful time. Well, what we're gonna feature today is excerpts from that trip where we take people on these excursions. We talk about creation. We have a, a special guest today, Bruce Malone, who will be featured. And he's kind of the, the expert on creation, on glaciers, on the animals that we're seeing. And you're going to love to hear his explanations. He's a, a scientist. He has all these patents as working for a company where he was designing different things. And uh, now he is full-time speaking about the God of creation. You're going to hear his testimony. You're going to hear how he he didn't know. He believed that that there was evolution that brought about everybody and everything. But then he he found the Creator, and you're going to really enjoy to hear from Bruce Malone today. Now, speaking of all that, we actually have a cruise to Alaska similar to what you're hearing today on this episode. We have one coming up in about a month. We're going back to Alaska. It's been three or four years since we've done this because of COVID. Now there's no COVID restrictions. There's no vaccine requirements. It's time to go. Now there may be room left. I'm not sure the, the ship was filling up. It might be full. But if you want to maybe get in on this tour to Alaska, what you should do is call us at 1-800-78-GRACE. 1-800-78-GRACE. Or go to the website ingraceradio.com. On the website, you'll click on travel. And there you'll see we have two trips coming up. We're going to Israel in February. And then, of course, this cruise to Alaska in July, this coming July 9th. And so click on the cruise and there you can get the whole brochure. You can print it. You can read it online. You can ask us to send you a copy, although we're getting close. So I don't know how much time we'd have to mail you something. But Check out that brochure because it gives you the itinerary. It tells you all the places that we're going to go, all the exciting things that we're going to see. And again, we're going to be gathering every evening after dinner a special room that Holland America is giving in grace so that we can gather together in worship and in learning all about what we've just seen that day with our creation speaker, Bruce Malone. This is truly a trip of a lifetime. And what I loved most about the last one we did, and I'm looking forward to this one, you unpack once. You get there, you get into your stateroom, you unpack all your stuff, and that is your hotel moving from place to place to place. And then you get out at the end and you pack everything up and you go home. So it's just a great way to see Alaska. It's one of the only ways to see Southeast Alaska because of you know how remote these places are. But that's what also makes it beautiful is how rugged and remote it is. But the ship makes it very comfortable. Of course, you know, cruises are known for their food. And and so uh, it's going to be a marvelous trip. Holland America, 
seven-day cruise from Whittier to Vancouver, July 9th through the 16th. Get your brochure at ingraceradio.com or call us at 1-800-78-GRACE. If you'd like to write to us here at InGrace, our mailing address is InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Well, I hope you enjoy today's adventure as we go to Alaska, and I hope that maybe you can come with us actually to Alaska in July. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Our adventure begins in Seattle, Washington, a city on the beautiful Puget Sound. The excitement of seeing a new part of God's amazing creation was making me anxious to get going. Finally, the ship's horn sounded, and our giant hotel smoothly slipped away from civilization. For several days, we would cruise north, we arrived at Ketchikan, the salmon capital of the world. This place attracted the Clinket native Alaskans for centuries. We disembarked the ship and were on a bus heading toward a remote lodge for lunch, when suddenly... As we're getting ready to go over this bridge, I look up and I see a bear in the creek there trying to look for food. So I yelled, just naturally, bear! So the bus driver stopped and... He's like, wow, that's amazing. And he's like, I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm gonna do it anyways. And he kind of pulled over so we could all get our cameras out. We snapped a couple of pictures. Um, so that was like on our first day in Alaska. So that was really, really fun. This historic lodge is rustic yet elegant. And they catch their own Dungeness crab. You can't get any fresher than this. Now it's time for a feast. And we were seated next to a couple from South Dakota that weren't with our Ingrace group but they had watched us on television, Small World. We instantly became friends, and the steaming crab just kept coming. The crab was great, but the float plane, and it was a otter. These are really, really old, but rugged airplanes. We climb in and the, the pilot tells me to sit up front. I'm like, okay, <laughs> if you want me to, do you want me to fly, help you fly? He's like, no, don't touch anything. <laughs> But a float plane's pretty neat. Yeah, that was neat. And it's nice because you can land almost anywhere, and if the engine dies, you have an option. They said we were very fortunate to have such a clear day. Yeah. Usually it's raining here, and it was beautiful. Some of our InGrace group took a different excursion in Ketchikan, a sightseeing adventure into the amazing 2.2 million acre Misty Fjords National Monument. We uh, left the ship, and we uh, went and got on a very fast boat. It was a catamaran, and it was traveling around 30 miles an hour. But as we were transiting to the fjords, we were going through these massive uh, fog banks. You know, we had clear skies, and then as we got closer, like, this mist just rolled in. For some reason, it just gave me so much peace. It was just such a peaceful environment as it broke open again into blue skies with the, the beautiful surroundings. It just was a feeling of be still and know that I am God. And I just really enjoyed that moment. You look up on the mountains and you see these uh, where there's full pine trees and then sections where it's just bushes. And what that's from is from avalanches coming down and wiping out sections of trees. It was really cool to see the, the growth coming back alive after an avalanche. We saw this just amazing vista open up to you with all the different seabirds, sea creatures, rocks, eagles. 
And then we saw some harbor seals and a couple waterfalls, and it was beautiful. I was fascinated by the icebergs. It was like, oh, are we going to hit this? It was a very scenic location. It was just amazing. It was beautiful, just beautiful and peaceful. The creation that he has made truly does bring him so much glory, and it evidences his power and his all-knowingness, and it's just incredible to see everything he's done for us. If Ketchikan was this great, it would be hard to imagine how the other ports of call could be as good. But they were. Our next stop was actually not a port, but a fjord. Our ship slowly sailed into the ever-tightening passage of silky smooth, silk-green water called the Tracy Arm. Named after the Secretary of the Navy in the 1890s, Benjamin Franklin, Tracy. While in the Tracy Arm, I got to talk with our creation expert, Bruce Malone. Bruce spent 27 years as a research scientist for the Dow Chemical Corporation. His research has resulted in 18 patents, and he's spoken all over the world. And we were so blessed to have him teach us more about this incredible landscape. You're very scientific-minded, and you've studied all of these things. Did you always see it this way? No, well, this is the tragedy of the American education and Western world education system. They assume naturalism. They assume everything made itself. And those things that contradict that idea are not shown to students. So as I came up through my education, loved science, loved figuring out how do things work, um, I was trained to think in only one way. Everything made itself. Cosmic evolution, biological evolution, chemical evolution. It's all a fact of science. It's all I ever heard. So no, I totally left God out of my thinking as I came through my education. What changed that? How did you come to this understanding that God did well, create these? Well, honestly, God had to hit me over the head with a two by four. I mean, I actually um, ended up with a double pneumonia, lost 40 pounds, was at the point of death. Uh, the doctors actually told my wife, you should be prepared for him to die. And then all of a sudden I got better. Uh, and the doctor said, well, the drugs kicked in, and, but it was, uh, I was told viral pneumonia. Well, drugs don't fix viruses. Mm. And it was God trying to get my attention. And I really started to think, is this all there is to life? Is it just earn some money, raise a family, you die and turn back to dust? Um, and I started looking a little deeper. And at that moment, a man came to the church where we're married at, and I was a little intrigued, and he had a lecture on creation, and he started talking about the worldwide flood and showing the evidence that it was real, that fossils don't form today. There had to be something different that happened in wow. the past, that the rock layers had to inform rapidly in, in covering the entire regions of the earth. All of this is evidence that there's soft tissue from dinosaurs pounding dinosaurs, which means they can't be millions of years old. The rocks can't be millions of years old. And I realized if that's true, everything I've been taught in school is a misinterpretation. It's not a fact of science, wow. it's a misinterpretation. The more I studied it, the more I realized the Bible has a much better model, a much better answer and explanation for the past and the history of this planet than what I had been told. And it's just developed a passion in me to share that with other people. When you think of Alaska, Perhaps you dream of seeing glaciers, whales, bear, and being surrounded by beauty while sailing the smooth green waters. Now is your opportunity to go to Alaska within grace for a luxury seven-day cruise. 
Pastor Jim Scudder and his wife, Karen, invite you on a seven-day In Grace creation cruise this July. In Grace is joined by Bruce Malone, a renowned author and creation speaker who will share the evidence for creation as we view God's beauty all around us. Don't miss this exciting opportunity to enjoy a time of spiritual refreshment and encouragement as you fellowship with other believers. Call now, 800-78-GRACE. Register online, ingraceradio.com, or write to us at Ingrace P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness the magnificent land of Alaska. That's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. There was a time in which there was an ice age, and, and creation in the Bible wouldn't deny that actually would explain the ice age. Some people are confused by the ice age. They hear constantly there have been dozens of ice ages over hundreds of thousands or millions of years. Now that's all misinterpretation that leaves out what God has told us. God spent more time talking about this world restructuring flood than the creation of the entire universe in the so book of Genesis. The flood helps us understand a lot of ice would have been the, on this The ice planet. age is not mentioned specifically in the Bible. In Job, it talks about storehouses of ice, and Job was one of the earlier books written mm -hmm. after the flood uh, in the 4,000-year-ago range historically. But the ice age is a guaranteed consequence of this flood event. See, the flood wasn't just a bunch of water and then it ran off the land. It lasted an entire year. During the flood, the fountains of the great deep broke forth. That was not just water subterraneanly coming up, but enormous amounts of fluid rock, lava, pouring out, creating a large part of Africa, Australia, the Pacific Northwest, Oregon, Washington. The continents themselves, huge plates of rock, mm -hmm. were moving during this flood. India slamming up into Europe. You look at these surrounding cliffs, those are granite. Those did not exist before the flood. That is Thrust, foundational rock that was up. shoved upward as continental plates slammed together, forming the Rockies, the Indias. And the continental plates are still moving slowly, they are, of slowly. Course, but that's what causes earthquakes. But that's an assumption that because they're moving slowly, they always people move. who leave the Bible out say they were always moving that slowly. Right. That, that's not a fact of science, right. that's an assumption. Right. God tells us very specific catastrophic events happened in the past. The creation, the fall, the flood. All of this ice age can be explained by a flood, and that's actually the only way we can understand well, it. It's not just explained by the flood, it is guaranteed consequence of okay. not just a flood, but an entire globe covering flood. You see all this volcanism, all this land movement, it would have heated up the entire oceans of the world. The amount of water wasn't necessarily from above as much as from the fountain the of the Great Deep. The heaving up of the ocean bottoms, the enormous subterranean warm water, water rushing out. as well. Warm water, volcanism, land movement, friction. It's heating up the ocean. We don't know, but the Arctic Ocean, the Indian Ocean, they may have been 70, 80 degrees Fahrenheit by the time this was all over. Now, that is so much water and so much heat the weather patterns of the world are driven by ocean water temperature. That caused massive amounts of evaporation, massive cloud cover worldwide, meaning more of the sun's heat is reflected away, um, and that evaporated water would have come down as snow in the northern latitudes. So now, the, how thick was the ice? Many experts believe the entire oceans of the world lowered in the range of two to 300 feet during the ice age. That's how much water was evaporated. 
Now that comes down as snow. It takes about 10 inches of snow that compacts to form one inch of ice. It's believed ice sheets covering Canada, this area of Alaska, they were as much as two miles deep. Now that's trillions of pounds of ice. And when that weight shoves those ice sheets forward, fill up existing valleys between mountains that had been shoved up in the later stages of the flood, forming glaciers that moved forward, digging out enormous valleys, which we call fjords. That's why this huge U-shaped valley exists. It was filled with thousands of feet of ice, uh. shoving itself forward, grinding up the rocks, creating a powder. But it did not take tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years. The ice age literally started immediately following the flood. Lots of evaporation coming down as snow in the north, rain in the world, uh, other places, the, the equatorial latitudes, Israel and those places building up as ice sheets in the north, and that's what caused the glaciers that formed these sort of valleys. Sadly, we left the Tracy Arm behind and sailed slowly toward Juneau. Almost the entire time we were on the ship, the sailing was extremely smooth because of the many islands blocking the waves' ability to build. These scenic islands also gave us a non-stop panoramic view. We arrived at the only state capital in America, inaccessible by road, Juneau. Our group would go on several exciting shore excursions, a few went whale watching, and my wife Karen and her friend Denise went dog sledding in the summer. Denise and I decided to go see a dog mushing camp. And of course there was no snow, so we knew we weren't gonna be on a dog sled, but they had this other four-wheeled kind of a sled thing that the dog musher steered. And so we got to go on a mile and a half trail with the dogs barking and yapping and all excited to be doing their thing. So that was really interesting, that was fun to do. And then we got to play with the puppies. The water, it, it is just beautiful, the color. So what, what makes the color the it, way it's it is? It's this uh, milky deep blue, uh -huh. uh, and it is uh, suspended ground up material from uh, glaciers. From the runoff. The, the, the runoff running across the glaciers, the yeah. surrounding sediment where it has been laid down, and it just carries this suspended material, makes it a um, just a gorgeous turquoise blue yeah. water. So we're going through some beautiful water, um, a lot of wildlife, uh, sea life. Uh, you were talking about the orca. Yes. Which is called the killer whale, but... But it's the name actually, isn't right. <laughs> it is actually much more closely related genetically to the dolphin family, uh, which is just a quick teaching. When, when God said he created very different kinds of animals to reproduce after their own kind, it doesn't mean they're cookie cutter carbon copies. He built in the genetic code of a kind the ability to vary and create this enormous beauty, variety, and diversity of life with an inanimate kind. There's so much variety that got built into the DNA code right. that you, you, we see the variety in an orca, but we say whale, killer whale, not a whale. They do love to eat other fish. They will swallow entire seals. Uh, and uh, Now there's not a lot of uh, accounts of orcas killing human beings. They, they, um, they don't do that, that's more mythology. But one of the amazing things, just one little kind of fascinating creation of God is the intelligence of these creatures. See, they coordinate as a pod of orcas. 
and they will swim in a circular pattern when they find a school of fish in order to corral the fish, sort of like a sheepdog corralling sheep. And I've seen that with dolphins too. I've seen it with my eyes in Florida. They will work together and get them almost all these fish to beach, and then they just start gorging. Yes, yes. And often these fish are, are, are very fast, and orcas don't turn quite as fast, and they're not sure. as fast as a small fish. So they will swim circularly. They will click with their mouth. They'll shoot up streams of bubbles in a circular pattern, packing the fish tighter and tighter till they're literally boiling on top of the water. Then they'll take their huge tails and they'll slap the water and stun those herring or those fish. And then they'll eat the ones that are stunned and keep doing it until they're filled. Now, in order to do this, they're communicating. They're, they're, they're literally clicking, blowing, and telling the whales on each side where to be, where to blow, where to spin, where to flash their white undersides in order to form this coordinated, communicating community to do this. Now, how does that happen? How does the first whale say, well, I'm going to turn, and when I turn, you turn on the other side in order to corral? It's built into their instincts. Instincts don't just happen. They're part of the programming God built into these animals in order to survive. One of the evidences God put throughout creation, he made it all, and we can just observe it in order to know that, know it intellectually and know it spiritually. He is creator, and because of that, we're accountable to him. And that's the bottom line, and that's what naturalism, evolution, is leaving out of the picture. And, and some people that believe in God and believe the Bible that reject the creation story as literal history, six-day right. creation, they are buying into a philosophy that leaves God out, which is just sad because... You know, we should just take it as it says it. And that really is the most logical explanation anyways. You know, there's a verse in, um, in the Bible that says, have a reason for the belief that's within you. It is belief. We, nobody, no scientist can go in a laboratory and, and reproduce creation, make matter appear, make life appear. But every experiment we've ever done says matter and energy doesn't make itself. Every experiment ever done says chemicals can't and don't come alive. So our faith is a reasonable faith based on observing creation. Are you saying that someone that believes in evolution is has faith in that because that's not repeatable? There's only two faiths. If you think of, of life as it either made itself or there's a designer creator of life. The universe either made itself or there's a designer and creator of the universe. There's only those two options. There's a lot there's of both faith. faith. There's both faith, but that actually seems like there's a lot more faith in this idea that life could come from nothing. Well, it's a faith that contradicts what we actually observe. Uh, God gave us creation so we would know he exists. It says that in, in Romans 1, 19 and 20. By observing creation, you'll know God exists. Hope you've enjoyed our adventure here in Alaska. What a beautiful land, what a beautiful place. And to think that God created this. The sad thing is we've messed it up. Sin has messed it up. And before I go, let me tell you something that it will change your life if you understand this. See, God created the world, we sinned, and God loves us, but God has to punish sin. So what are we gonna do? We have sinned and we've fallen short of the glory of God. Jesus came, he's the son of God. He never sinned. He became sin for us. He died on a cross and rose again. And anyone who believes in him has eternal life. 
a lot of people have come to Alaska for adventure, for sightseeing, or maybe even for gold. But you know what? What we found in Alaska is God created the world, God has redeemed the world. If you'll put your trust in Him, you'll have something far greater than gold. You'll have everlasting life. When you think of Alaska, perhaps you dream of seeing glaciers, whales, bear, and being surrounded by beauty while sailing the smooth green waters. Now is your opportunity to go to Alaska within grace for a luxury seven-day cruise. Pastor Jim Scudder and his wife Karen invite you on a seven-day In Grace Creation Cruise this July. In Grace is joined by Bruce Malone, a renowned author and creation speaker who will share the evidence for creation as we view God's beauty all around us. Don't miss this exciting opportunity to enjoy a time of spiritual refreshment and encouragement as you fellowship with other believers. Call now, 800-78-GRACE. Register online, ingraceradio.com or write to us at Ingrace P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness the magnificent land of Alaska. That's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. Ingrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in next week as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on In Grace Radio.